Greetings, and welcome to the Pampering Myself Podcast, an advocacy for self-care. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and most importantly, we'll learn that you can't pour from an empty cup. You'll hear stories, interviews, and conversations which will empower you in living your best life. Greetings, ladies, and welcome to the Pampering Myself Podcast. I'm your host, Pam Jones, a.k.a. Jonesy. I'd like to introduce a new series called Living Your Best Life. I know that's the phrase people often use when they're doing something they enjoy, accomplishing a goal, or finding purpose. It means to live life to the fullest, and I'm sure that's something that we all would like to do. So I'm guessing the most important factor in finding one's best life would be to live a healthy and peaceful life. And in this episode, we'll talk about self-care, which is an an essential ingredient to living one's best life. You'll learn the definition of self-care, why it's so important, what happens when we don't practice self-care, and I'll offer some of the practical self-care tools that I enjoy for truly living my best life. But before we get started, I have a question. I want, to, I want you to really think about your answer. And most importantly, I want you to be honest with yourself. The question, do you take care of yourself? I know. I know that sounds like a silly question, right? And I'm sure your response is like mine. Of course you do. But part two of that question is how? Hmm. Okay, so let's think about that for a minute. As a matter of fact, I'm going to answer that question myself. How do I take care of myself? Well, I take my prescribed medications. I try to get enough sleep. I'm pretty conscious about the foods I eat most of the time anyway. Okay, so let's say I do the best I can. I get in a little exercise here and there, and I schedule routine doctor visits. Well, you get the point. Now that I've said that out loud, that's the least I can do. Wow. It don't sound like living my best life. It sounds more like survival. But that is a part of living your best life. Now, I did a mini survey because I was interested in how other women would answer this question. And so only asked maybe five or six, but I found they gave the same response that I did. Well, the good news is that that was the old me taking care of myself just to that extent. Today, I advocate for a better life. So what is self-care? Well, it depends. It depends on who you ask. So according to the dictionary.com, Self-care is taking care of oneself without medical or other professional consultation. Now, that's a pretty broad statement. I like to think of it, though, as being proactive versus reactive. So it's like when I was eating those eggs every morning in the cafeteria, and I used to think those eggs were so good, and they were good, and I discovered why. Because I would go and place my order and walk away while they made an omelet. 
And then I would come back when it was finished because I was walking around looking for other stuff. And what I discovered one day by standing there is they scooped up a quarter stick of butter. Oh, after that I couldn't take it anymore. So I had to make sure I stood there and asked them to spray my pan with Pam because a quarter stick of butter, as many times as I ate those omelets, was detriment to my health. So I would look at this uh, definition according to dictionary.com as me doing something by me not eating or consuming all of that butter. Now let's look at another definition, Wikipedia. Wikipedia defines self-care as the actions and attitudes which contribute to the maintenance of well-being and personal health and promote human development. Now, I'm guessing they're referring to the steps we take that gives us a better outlook on life. Certainly, having a positive attitude is an attribute to self-care. Because can you imagine walking around mad all the time, being upset all the time? Uh, that would seem like to raise your stress level or certainly um, cause some type of internal conflict. So Wikipedia's definition is a pretty good one of self-care. And then I have one by Dictionary uh, 2008 Nursing Edition. It says self-care is defined as the practice of activities that are necessary to sustain life and health, normally initiated and carried out by the individual for him or herself. Now, I like that. That's a perfect one. The practice of necessary activities, confirming that there are things that we as individuals can do. So that, to me, covers it all. But in summary, self-care involves activities that we do intentionally to promote well-being, mental, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And although the list of things that I shared earlier on how I care for myself certainly are important, however, there are activities that I can do that will refuel my overall well-being. And from a health perspective, it could help me truly live my best life. So when we talk about living our best life, we don't necessarily talk about activities we're doing uh, as far as events or things, but we're talking about overall. So why is it important? Well, not to burden you with some morbid facts, but by the time this episode is over, according to the American Heart Association, at least four women will suffer from a heart attack and two will be fatal. Heart attacks are the number one cause of death among women, and stress is the number one cause of heart attacks. And we know there's certainly no shortage of reasons why. Now for many of us, and this may sound like your typical day, it's filled with attending to the kids, the family, cooking, cleaning, laundry, a to-do list which is impossible to complete, running errands here and there, stressful jobs, long working hours, 
activities and commitments that we have, working over a list of things or worrying over a list of things that we can't change. And the list goes on and on and on, as most of us know. So no wonder heart disease is the number one cause of death among women because most of us are living in a state of continuous heightened stress and don't know it. But if I ask, we got it all together. I know because I've been there. And then during one of my Toastmasters meetings, a member was given a presentation and she had written a personal declaration some years ago. And so she was sharing her declaration with us and it had like 25 items of personal and professional development. Now I have to admit, it was an awesome list. But guess what she had for number 25? You got it. Herself. I don't remember how she exactly phrased it, but it had something to do with taking care of herself. While number 25, she put it on the bottom. Now, I was on that program the same day, and I was delivering my presentation on self-care, because that's what I'm all about now. And afterwards, she thanked me, and she told me she was going to move herself from number 25 to number one because she recognized that she was the most important. But that's how we think, right? Putting everyone else and everything else ahead of ourselves. You know we can't help someone else if we're not together ourselves. It's not being selfish. It's about being your best self. So what happens if we don't practice self-care and we continue to go on as if nothing is wrong and we're living our best life, so we think, where there's a lot of negative things. And again, this might sound like you and something that has already happened. Um, we lack patience. We become irritable, short with people for no reason at all or for the simplest of reasons. We have difficulty sleeping or staying asleep. And the answer, ladies, is not to get on Facebook and announce that you can't sleep because that bright screen on your cell phone won't help matters at all. We often feel burned out, sluggish, no energy. We lack motivation and oftentimes we can't focus. So when we try to do all and be all, eventually it catches up with us. Believe me, when you're down and out, or when you leave this earth, the world will continue. Your job may miss you, but you will be replaced in a heartbeat. And those who depended upon you will have to learn to survive. So now that we know what self-care is and why it's important, and what happens when we don't practice it? Let's take a look at some of my favorite, personal favorite activities. On the top of my list is meditation and prayer. It's actually how I initially got involved into self-care. Sitting on my patio and listening to the sounds of Mother Nature. I share more on this topic in the future episodes. But I do this practice at least three out of seven days a week. 
and I look forward to it. And it helps me go from day to day to day. Also, another one of my favorites is massage. I have two a year, at least two a year. Once at a full surface spa where you get all the bells and whistles, and then another one at a local spa, which is more or less like an in and out of service. That is also another topic I'll go more in depth on a future episode. And of course, my gratitude journal. Staying focused on positive things versus negative. Oprah shared how this journal changed her life and you can check her out on YouTube for inspiration. Um, because she talked about in the beginning of her years, earlier years, that in her journal she wrote all negative things. And if you know anything about, um, oh, I can't think of it right now, but what you put out into the universe is what you get back. So if you're constantly uh, negative or speaking on negative things, then that's what will always come back to you. And once she started making that transition from the negative to the positive, then that's when her life began to change. So these are just a few things I practice and have made a big difference in my life. And there's so many ways to practice self-care. And so my intent in this series is to share as many as possible. And hopefully you'll find some that'll work for you. But please, make the time. It could save your life. And until next time, I'd like to leave you with this quote by Bryant McGinnis. The love and attention you always thought you wanted from someone else is the love and attention you first need to give to yourself. Have a blessed week.